Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Devil Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains, and today we have Cam from the Ridge Runners. You want to say what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? And we have a lot of awesome topics. So Ridge Runners, they're, um, they're like a talk show pretty much, and they have like a live show they do. And um, some of the main topics we're going to go over is what is Ridge Runners? Uh, what made you want to start a po- or made y'all want to start a podcast? And do you see Ridge Runners more as a business or a hobby? And then we have a bunch of subtopics. Um, I'll go ahead and list those off real quick. If someone's thinking about starting a podcast, what advice would you give them? What do your friends and family think about it? Who's your dream running celebrity to have on the show? And are y'all going to drop merch sometime in the future? And then we got some other questions. Um, but yeah, just to go off the main topic, tell us a little bit about Ridge Runners. Yeah, so this is actually a hard question for me to answer all the time because people are like, well, what is Ridge Runners? And I'm like, well, it's only spelled with one N. Um, so if you say it to see uh, But basically, I most often answer is that we're a YouTube channel that does a live show. Um, sort of like live show. We now do um, Voss Talks, our call-in show. Um, Wesley Harton, who's sort of like the driving force behind most of this stuff for us. He really wants to like engage with the community and like get more people involved. And so live shows are great because YouTube has a live chat, right? But it's just like, how can we bring on every person as a guest to ask their questions, right? Kind of like, um, sports talk radio kind of does, you know? And so we're going further in that direction, but we've also done race films in the past we've made uh event trailers for race companies that are putting on events you know we'll come out and we'll film some stuff and we'll put together like a trailer that they can throw up on their website um we're working right now on a film that we hope is going to be feature length um about the render river 100 it was the first hundred miler in west virginia we went there um in november i had such a great time there um it was just so much fun chasing everybody around and filming everything So it's sort of in the same vein as like, well, what is like, uh, you know, Ginger Runner's channel? It's like a YouTube channel. He's got like a live talk show that he does too. He makes these race films. He makes music. We don't make music, right? But now we've got like a sports talk show, essentially. Um, We've got quite a few irons in the fire, so to speak. And sometimes saying that, you know, oh, we're a YouTube channel feels a little reductive because that's the kind of thing. Either you're like a TikTok influencer or you're like a child that has a YouTube channel and we're all like fairly serious adult men. Um, so yeah, that's, that's usually like the simplest way of saying it, but ideally this is going to keep growing. We're going to become a lot more, you know, uh, John, who's our other producer is just like a technology whiz. He knows how to do like all those things and moderate everything. Um, him and Wesley in general are way more on the ball with that kind of stuff. So how many, I kinda how think- many guys do y'all have on the team? It looked like y'all had quite a bit. So it's three of us right now that are sort of like the boys, so to speak. It's me, John, and Wesley. Um, Michael Owen obviously made some appearances early on. He was sort of like one of the founding members. Uh, He had to leave. There was just a time commitment thing. Now we're bringing uh, Nick Voss on to be part of like the Voss Talks uh, as the talk show, right? Uh, Because he's just, he's the closest thing I think there is to sort of like an encyclopedic knowledge of ultra running. Um, he's the guy where if you ask him, well, who finished third at so-and-so 100 miler in 2009, he probably knows the answer somehow. Um, so he's really great for that, but he's not sort of like on the mass head 
so to speak, the way we are. At least he isn't yet, you know, especially living out in Denver like he does, you know, even though he's from Ohio, right? It's like, we need to keep things East Coast. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's the three of us now. We're definitely open to sort of people. Um, we've been talking. that's just you know, like have as many uh guests that are women on as many guests that are men in a truly like male dominated sport like ultra running that's not always so easy right but we don't want to like sort of miss those like other perspectives that we might not know uh sort of like correct our blind spots so to speak yeah yeah that's awesome and um also i wanted to add to that um i saw an article published by some i think it was a canadian running magazine mm-hmm. they said over the pandemic that um, there is an increase of 7% of female ultra runners or trail runners introduced into the sport, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. And um, I actually, I went to the trail running conference in Fayetteville, Arkansas about a month back, I think. And um, they taught, they were really pushing, especially for the race directors mm-hmm. to encourage um, getting more women to the sport because it is such a male dominated um, sport. So um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting though. And, um, I think that as like over time, we will definitely mm-hmm. see a lot more, uh, women just coming into the sport. So, yeah, just want to put that piece in there, but, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so whenever y'all, uh, so who was the guy that founded the Ridge Runners? So it was, uh, John Wesley and Michael. So John Dolowacki, the third Wesley Hart and Michael Owen, um, yeah, who's the race director for Southeast Ohio trail runners. Um, he's got some good events, you know, maybe won this race called grindstone, uh, but don't let that go to his head. Um, but yeah, so like I said, it was founded as this sort of, um, mountain, um, outpost style, sort of like talk show where they would cover race results from the East coast and like Ohio specifically to sort of like share what everybody in our little slice of the ultra running community was doing. Um, you know, because any anyone can figure out what Jim Wamsley or Patrick Reagan or any of those really famous guys, what their race results are. Yeah. Um, you know, there needed to be some kind of coverage for the events that we all go to, you know, the people who you're going to see out running on your trails, you know, the places you know, where be, you train. Yeah. Like the, this just popped in my head, but what if someone made mm-hmm. a podcast to where it was like, it was like called back of the pack podcast or something. And they did interviews mm-hmm. with people that have finished like in the back of races because a lot of people on podcasts, they're, they're always talking to the first place. people. So what if they had one to where it was like the back of the back people? I feel like that'd be cool. Just mm-hmm. neither that popped in my head based on what you said right there. Um, mm-hmm. So what, Oh, you kind of already covered the second topic. Um, what mm-hmm. made y'all want to start the running podcast? So you said it started out as like a um, kind of like a results type of thing. Yeah, where it was a, it was called the rundown. They're still all up on YouTube. You can go see them, but it was just covering the race results from east of the Mississippi, um, some local community things. Okay. Um, and it grew into originally there was a podcast called Trail Talk, um, and this was all before I joined the channel. For those of y'all who don't know, I just joined the channel very recently um, because Wesley had some work commitments, and I was a friend of his, and I sort of took over and filled in that like host role for him a little bit. Um, while he was dealing with that stuff and really kind of kept the thing going. Um, but 
that um that other podcast sort of died out as we started doing the live shows more because we were getting more engagement with the live show you know people could ask their own questions for the guests you know i'm not sure if you've ever been listening to a podcast and all of a sudden you thought well like why don't you dig into that right like this guy asks a question right and the guest gives like a great answer and there's like so much in that answer that you want to know more about right like well tell me the specifics you know or like tell me more about this thing and the host just moves on right they have like a next scripted question or yeah. they're just like well what sponsors do you want to plug and i'm like i can figure out if somebody's sponsored by somebody yeah that's you know? why ginger runners live now cuz they saw that and like i see that too when mm-hmm. i'm listening to podcasts which is why i want to do this live eventually when I'm, do, when I'm listening to a podcast, I want to, like, there's some things to where I really want to know, but they completely, like, it's, like, the, the host, they didn't even think mm-hmm. about asking them. So, yeah, I could definitely, I, that, that's why I'm glad y'all are doing it live. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot more running podcasts need to expand in that, too, because there's a lot that I listen to that are just, they're not live. And I want to expand this one to where it is live as well. And I actually, I did do that. On Instagram, mm-hmm. I, I set up like an Instagram live on the side. I said, we're in a podcast, ask away. And I did that one time. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I'm glad that y'all are kind of expanding to that level. Um, I'm going to move to a um, uh, one of the questions I ask every, every guest. There's actually two of them. We'll just go with the first one. Um, what's your biggest weakness? Um, you were kind of cutting out there for a little bit. Are we good? Can, yeah, I yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Everything. Yeah. Let's say if everything's good on your end, that's good. Um, yep. so I would say I've been, when you posed this question to me this morning, I got, um, I had to think about it a second, right? Um, yeah. It's also because you it's just, think about, you know? Yeah. And I mean, usually when you do think about it, right, you're thinking of it in like the job interview sense where you're like, well, how's this weakness that I can spin into being like a good thing about me. Right. Um, and so I don't, I don't want to do that, right? Because I want to be honest and I want to be genuine. Um, those are just sort of general rules for how I live my life. But um, I would say my biggest weakness is in discipline and not just sort of discipline in general, but discipline in doing like the little things. Um, and one thing that I think that a lot of runners don't realize is that it's way easier to wake up at three in the morning and drive to the trailhead and do a huge long run, you know, and then just go about and live the rest of your life, even though that's a huge effort, right? It's like, well, did you do planks this week? You know, did you do your clamshells? When you got back from that long run, did you eat fast food or did you eat, you know, something you had already cooked at home, right? And so I'm going to, that's my biggest weakness is doing those little things, you know, making sure, right, if I get back from work after, you know, working eight hours and I'm tired, right, I still, you know, get down, I do my injury prevention exercises, you know, or I stretch, or I foam roll, or I do something like that. Because waking up early, for me, that's, that's the easy part, you know, like, I love running, I love being in the woods, I love seeing what my limits are, you know, I love, like, pushing my body, right. Um, And that's sort of, you know, because I love doing it, it makes it easy. Um, but I don't, you know, like I don't love doing clamshells. I did a bunch of clamshells this morning. That's probably why I'm thinking about it. And it's just like, it's such a minuscule action that really does make like a huge difference in your running to do those little things, especially when it comes to staying healthy. Um, and I'm a relatively injury plagued runner that, you know, I think having the discipline to do those things is the thing that I, is my biggest weakness and that I'm working on like the most right now. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like a lot of people can too. But like, I'm always like, okay, from here on out, I'm going to do this 10 minute stretch every day after I get done running or just before I go to bed. And I never get to it. I'm like on TikTok or something, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's something like a lot of people struggle with because like, once you get down to where you can wake up early in the morning and run, and mm-hmm. that's easy, all the other little stuff is so hard. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. good that you brought that up. And honestly, it just comes down to discipline, just being disciplined, kind of like the make your bed every day type of thing. Um, definitely mm-hmm. is one of the one of the hardest things. Um, so with the Ridge Runners, where do you see it one mm-hmm. year from now? So one year from now, um, I'd like us to be closer to sort of like our fully realized vision for like the, uh, the channel, right? Um, so right now we have like one very short race film that Wesley made. I think he did a great job of it for table rock 50 K. Um, definitely go check that out. It's on our YouTube channel. It's like 15 minutes long, like the sort of, you know, like point of view vlog style, right? Like got a GoPro out on the course. Right. Um, and then we started our new show just last week, Voss talks. I believe I already mentioned it, but it's just kind of talk radio for opening. You can call in, uh, and with us live show right uh, and obviously we have our logos i think that's what we're most well known for but going into 2021 and sort of you know then into 2022 what we want to be doing is our sort of feature length race films um i mentioned before we started this show that we um are in the process of making a feature length race film about the Rinder river 100 west virginia's first hundred mile race um we were so stoked to be down there so that that race exists i mean thank bryant um so much for putting that on it already means so much to the community down there you can tell and we really want to represent that in the movie we're making um and doing things like that right like coast you know over on as something that you know when you're looking for your next race you can find and it's gonna not necessarily like well what's the elevation gain of the course or what's the course record but like what's it gonna feel like out there on the course on race day like what's this what's the level of excitement what's the level of engagement you know like what does it take to like really do this race um and so we'd like to do those as well and sort of be consistently putting those out um and so that would sort of be like the one year goal. I would say, keep doing the live shows, keep doing the boss talks, start putting out more of those race films. Um, I'm not going to put an exact number per year on it yet. Um, I know Wesley wants to, but I'm not going to put that out there. Um, and then to get back to doing the rundown and covering those events and giving sort of people like the community news, so to speak. Um, and in general, just sort of like making more content. Um, and just like getting it out there. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like in the past year or two, um, like Ginger Runner, they haven't been really making films, especially Mm -hmm. since the pandemic hit, there hasn't been any, and there's not really, I mean, you have Billy, Billy Yang, but like other than him, there's not really a lot of trail filmmakers. And, um, I feel like that's a demand and there's not a lot of people supplying it. So I think it's awesome that, uh, that y'all are supplying that demand. Um, and that's something like I've, I wanted to get into, but, um, 
myself, but um, it's a lot of work though. I don't think people understand. I used to, I had like a video music video business I did and um, editing just a three minute video took like eight to 12 hours. And whenever you're making a film, the editing just takes so much time. And when you're recording, you want to make sure you get the right shots. And it's a lot of work. And um, I definitely give a lot of respect to the the filmmakers that do that, especially for trail running. Um, so yeah, I think it's awesome that y'all are doing that and expanding that. And you also have boss talks and everything like that. Um, I think it's literally just a matter of time before y'all, um, before y'all blow up in the trail running community and everybody knows who y'all are. Just like how everybody knows who Ginger Runner is. Uh, I think y'all are next in line. So that's awesome, man. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to one of the subtopics. So uh, what do your friends and family think about the, um, think about Ridge Runners? Um, so most people are sort of just like, yeah, that's cool. And then like, you know, you do a good job, right? Um, and there's just sort of like generally complimentary the way that like people who like aren't interested in the sport are. Um, you know, because there's a lot of people who like just, they just don't like kind of understand what ultra running is, you know? Um, and it's very hard to explain to somebody who's never even been on, you know, on a five mile run, right? Like what it means to go out and like, well, I'm going to run for like five to 10 hours today because it's, you know, Saturday and it's my day off, right? Because this is the thing that I do for fun. Um, and so people who are in my life who are not also ultra runners, right? Um, I don't know to like what level they like engage with it. So it is sort of like, at least in my experience, it's been those sort of like, uh, pat almost like compliments, you know, uh, from people who are ultra runners, usually they're like very stoked on like what we're doing, you know? Um, and I have to give a lot of credit to Wesley and John cause they handle almost all the tech side stuff of it. You know, like I could never, um, like I could never really do any of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I just don't, I just don't have the knowledge and they handle it so well. And I will say like our stuff, at least it seems to me just looks so professionally produced and professionally done. Yeah. You wouldn't think that it's just like three random guys, you know? Um, yeah. like, cause usually when a channel starts out, it's like the content itself is like low quality. And yeah, it's like, it's like awkward. what I got going on here. Like, it's like, like a little camera setup, little microphone mm-hmm. on the side. And I, I feel like that's just how a lot of people start out. And when I went to y'all's live show, like y'all's mm-hmm. pre-recorded live shows, it's so professionally done. Like, like you, like exactly like you said, um, y'all have like the designs laid out, all the boxes put to where three are like in one box and then mm-hmm. one are in the other box. Like it's so professionally done. And um, just for like y'all kind of starting out and it being that well, I'm like stoked to see what it is in the future, but yeah, man, um, you can continue with what you're saying though, but yeah, that's, that's, that's super awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I will say, yeah. Um, no, I think, I think that's my answer, honestly. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, if y'all, the ones listening mm-hmm. right now, um, I, I have a couple that listen to me every, every Sunday on the long run. Um, definitely go check mm-hmm. out their, their live shows and everything guys. It's really awesome to mm-hmm. see um, yeah. And I will say our live shows are all sort of like, uh, listed as podcasts as well. So yeah. you don't have to tune into them live. You can watch them live back on YouTube and see the chat and everything. But if you just want to put it on your Spotify and listen to it on your long run, you can totally do that too. Yeah. 
And I'm going to, um, everyone listening, I'm going to leave their links to everything in the description of whatever you're listening to this on. Um, but yeah, we're going to move to another subtopic. So uh, who's your dream running celebrity to have on the show? That's, I've been thinking about an answer for this one. And it's just, I don't, I don't really, I don't quite know, right? Because I, I think the actual dream guest is um, somebody who's going to inspire our, our viewers and the community to engage with us. You know, mm. it's not necessarily like a big name. So sitting here and being like, well, I'd love to interview like Knox Robinson or Courtney DeWalter or somebody like that. It's like, well, I think that's just, that's coming from like a place of like, I would like to interview them. Right. And that's sort of not what we're doing with the live shows. And that's not like our goal. You know, we want to get people to engage with these people who are in their community and in these races. Right. So I'm going to say like our, our dream guest is the person who's going to get the most engagement from our viewers uh, and the people who our viewers most want to see on the show. Uh, yeah, that's an awesome answer. You answered that perfectly. You see a lot of um, small running podcast and um, you see them interviewing, you know, Courtney DeWalter, but their engagement's not super high. You got the, all, like all these huge guests on their list, but they don't have mm-hmm. a super high engagement because everybody interviews Courtney DeWalter or Jim Walmsley. You know, it's, it's kind of like an oversaturated market a little bit to interview some big running celebrity. I think it's awesome how you answered that and how do you want people that are going to engage and bring the most influence? Like you answered that perfectly. That was really good. Um, so we'll go ahead and go back to one of the main topics. Mm-hmm. Um, do you or y'all, do y'all see rich runners more as a business or a hobby or so, something else? Um, honest answer right now is we're, we're in a period where it's going to be begin. It's going to be, it's beginning to transition to more of that like side hustle stage. Right. Um, not to get too specific about anything, but it's definitely at the moment, it's definitely a hobby. And in the past it's been a hobby. Right. And it's definitely been a little bit of a labor of love. Like I mentioned, you know, I don't have um, the tech skills that John and Wesley do. And I've got all the respect and admiration for those two dudes for everything they do with like making the show look professional. Cause I know like they'll be up at 2 AM after working all day, like working on graphics for the show, you know? Um, and my job is mostly like writing interview questions and then asking questions, you know? And for me, like that's, that's very easy. Um, right. And staying up late at night to do that, right. Feels, it feels like less work. Um, than that. Right. So it's definitely kind of like this hobby. That's a labor of love. And it's sort of, I definitely think it's transitioning now more to sort of like, as it grows, this is a side hustle. This is like a legitimate thing that we're also doing. Um, I will say Wesley has run all the numbers and he knows exactly how much we do need to grow for it to become like a legitimate business um, and to sort of like be self-sustaining. So he knows like all of that stuff. And I would definitely say we're in, we're in that like transitory period where we're building towards making this like a full-time gig. We're building towards making this something that it's the only thing we do, you know? And even though we might still be up at two in the morning working on these things, it's just, you know, that's because that's when we're doing it the best, you know, not because we have to be. Yeah. And I feel like you guys are hitting it just at the right time. So here's my idea. When COVID hit, it kind of, a lot of people unfortunately left the community just because Mm -hmm. There was nothing for who knows how long, 
you know, it's, it's, it's about to be a year now. And, um, I feel like right now is like the golden age right before the sports already big, but COVID kind of made it a reset. And I feel like the people really going into it now are really going to prosper. And when I say prosper, I don't mean like money wise, but they're going to prosper engagement and influence wise within the next couple years as the sport keeps growing. Like right now is the perfect time to join in because this sport's literally about to like take off. And um, that's a, a big thing that they were talking about the trail running conference. A lot of the race directors just like on the side, we were all talking and we were talking about how right, like right now, if you want to do something in the community and influence or just anything right now is the time to like do it before it becomes too oversaturated um, kind of like YouTube and everything else is. So yeah, I think, I think y'all are going to, y'all are hitting it at the right time. It's just a matter of time before it, it gets to where y'all see it in y'all's head. And um, yeah, I'm super stoked to see where it goes. Like I literally think it's just a matter of time before y'all, um, everybody knows who y'all are. So um, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and go back to one of the uh, subtopics. Um, are y'all going to have merch anytime in the future? Um, anything people can wear, anything like that? Oh man. Yeah. We're, we're trying, right. Um, the problem is that we just don't, we don't have like a, an accurate, uh, sort of like sense for the demand right now. And given, um, everything that's been going on the last couple of months, we've all been pretty busy just generally. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that has sort of like been put on the back burner, right. There's definitely things in the works, right. I can't give you an exact date. Right. But uh, soon you'll be able to wear like a Ridge Runners t-shirt or a bucket hat yeah. to, uh, to your next race, or at the very least we'll be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all's logo is like so freaking cool. Like I want to be able to like wreck all stuff walking around and, um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Does, does Ginger Runner, did they ever release any merch? I don't know if they did. They, like they might have. They've done merch. I don't know if they have like a merch store that's like up all the time. Um, I know they did like buffs for GRVR usually. Where they'll like send people uh, okay. buffs and like the packet for that. Yeah. Um, I want I want to say there's been t-shirts in the past, but I don't know for sure. Um, I know Jamil and Run Steep Get High. They definitely do merch like all the time. I have one of yeah. their t-shirts, um, but yeah, I don't know about Ginger Runner. Yeah, have you ran any of Jamil's uh, Jamil's races over in Arizona? <laughs> I have not. Um, yeah. I know people, my good friend, Jamie Hanks ran black Canyon hundred K. Uh, and he said it was great. He was very complimented about it, but I've, I've actually run very few races, all of them in the state of Ohio. Um, just because up until basically this August, I was full-time college student working full-time as well. Um, so I had very limited time left to sort of like live my life. And most of that life was consumed by ultra running to be fair. Um, but being just that that's the position I was in, you know, I didn't, um, a, I feel like have the training necessarily like undertake like a larger race, like one of those, like, and I didn't have the time or the money to like both pay the race fee and like fly out to Havelina, you know, and do all of those things. I'm now getting to a point where it's like those like options are on the table. And then I look at like my 2021 goals and it's just like Ohio, 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 West Virginia, Ohio. Okay, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> I definitely. What, what state do y'all live in right now? Is it West Virginia? 
we all live um, in Ohio and we've all kind of bounced around Ohio a little bit. Um, I'm originally from Appalachian, Ohio, um, Tuscarawas County specifically. Uh, Nobody ever knows where that is. (laughs) But it's basically uh, just sort of Ohio's Appalachian region. Um, Wesley, John and Michael all met when um, Michael was actually the trail running teacher at Ohio University, which is in Athens, Ohio. Um, so they have a Southeast trail running Ohio. teacher? Yes, he was. That's he awesome. taught trail running as an uh, elective course, and that's where they all met and how they became friends. And I met them at races, at Running Michael's races, actually. So specifically, uh, the Thunder Bunny 50K, which is a great race just outside of Athens. I know Training for Ultra Rob has written about it. Um, it was my first ultra ever. Um, it was 90 degrees. I went out so fast. I blew up like so hard. Um, it was quite the learning experience. Um, and then also running, uh, Ohio's backyard ultra at the McChennessee Ridge athletic club, uh, just outside of Ohio. So another really small town and, um, Reese has got such a beautiful property down there. I'm already signed up for it again this spring. Uh, I just, I love being down there, you know, when they say it's a backyard ultra and you're running around a guy's backyard, it can be a little misleading because he does have 72 acres, right? And you do kind of get out in the woods a little bit. But also, you know, the night before the race, I uh, he like he made me a coffee or not the night before, the morning of the race, you know, like I slept in my car, like true ultra running dirtbag style, you know, and like walk up the hill to his house and he's like making people coffees, you know? And it's like, there's 75 people like in your yard right now man and you're making us all coffee <laughs> um, That's awesome, man. so yeah him and um his wife sadly i forget her name uh right now but they do a great job of bringing us all in and hosting us and michael does a great job putting on that race and that's sort of where i really sort of like first engaged with the community it's where i met wesley um most of my ultra running friends right like alex jackson jamie hanks uh chadwick robinson all those guys you know um, and just the style of that race really got us all, you know, we were just having a blast, you know? Um, and I encourage everyone to try a backyard ultra at least once, even fast guys, you know, who they want to run each lap in 40 minutes and they sit down and they get bored. Um, speaking about one guy in particular right now, <laughs> um, but yeah, even those guys, right. Because it's just such a different level of engagement from the majority of your races where, you know, you might run with somebody for five or six miles and have really good chats and have a really great time with them. But in that backyard format, you see everybody all the time. You know, I was running with the race leaders, you know, I ran laps with um, Gabe and Troy and Mika, you know, and then I also ran laps with people who were in the back of the pack. I ran laps with, you know, Wesley and Alex, right. Um, Like those are just such great events. I really encourage anybody to come do them. And also anybody who thinks Ohio's flat to come do these races. Um, it's definitely sort of like still that Appalachian plateau. If you've only flown over the state of Ohio, you don't realize how, how rich the sort of like southeastern part of the state is with just sort of like that untamed terrain, you know, where you can sort of get back out into things as they're sort of supposed to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, personally, I really want to, do one of those like those seem so fun to do those little backyard Mm -hmm. ultras and there's not any so i live in the dallas area Mm -hmm. and literally within like a 200 mile radius of dallas there's not one of those races like 
it doesn't exist, but like we have so many ultra and trail runners here. Mm-hmm. So what I've done and for everybody listening, this is, this is for y'all. Um, and if you ever want to come out to Texas, feel free. Um, but, uh, I, I've put together, um, a race plan for a race called the backland and it's a backyard ultra, but it's called the backland just cause it sounds super cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a last man standing endurance run, but, uh, it's a looped run. And I found this guy on Lake Texoma. So all you guys that live in the North Texas area that listen to this, you're going to know where this is. So Lake Texoma, there's this guy that owns about, I don't know how many, it's about four miles worth of trail that you can get out of it. Um, we're going to be putting on a last man standing race there in next year of November. So 2021 in November, we're going to bring North Texas, finally something that they want and supply the demand. So if y'all would do want to do like a, backyard orchard like he's talking about you don't want to go all the way to ohio you just want to stay local this is the race guys i'm super excited for it and we have all the texoma marina parking lot so there's no there's not really a limit on the amount of people so hey all y'all can sign up though i just wanted to plug that in there but um yeah dude like i really want to i still have yet to run my first soldier i'm only 18 right now Mm -hmm. and i was supposed to have a ultra or 50k i was supposed to do in uh arizona and i think it was actually supposed to be this weekend um and i got into the water it was our viper race i got into it and i got into the race as a 50k but um i'm putting on a race next week so it was going to interfere with that so i wasn't able to do it but dude i want to get into ultras like as soon as i can and it's kind of hard because like my college coach is like he's like i don't want you running more than like 15 miles, you know, just because of slow twitch and everything like that. So it's really tough right now. But uh, yeah, backyard ultras though, those look so fun. And you said it was Big's backyard ultra, right? No, so it's it's Ohio's backyard ultra. Big's backyard oh, ultra Ohio. is the uh, the original one in. Is Tennessee. that the big one? That's Laz's one. Yeah. Oh, so okay. in Ohio, there's oh, yeah, two Laz. backyard ultras. Yeah. yeah, it's Ohio's backyard ultra, which is the one that uh, Michael puts on, the one that I've done. And then there's also Bob's big timber backyard ultra which I have not done, but I know a lot of people have done it. They all say that it's really great. Um, you know, maybe don't stay in Texas for your backyard ultra. You can also come and do one in March in Ohio. Um, yeah. yeah there's or you like can do both, here, right? Yeah. I think, I think there's one here actually. There's, there's one and mm-hmm. um, it's like at some park or something. And I don't think it's like an actual event. It's just like a get together type of thing. Okay. But, uh, yeah. There's like literally none here. So um, I think it's so cool that all y'all are doing that, like up there and kind of in that, in that area. Um, you said Laz was putting it on. Is that his name? La- so Lazarus Lake, right? Gary Cantrell, uh, I want to say is his real name, the Barkley Marathons guy. Yeah. I was That's about to say, one of his that races the- okay. is, yeah. One of his races is the Big Dogs Backyard Ultra. He invented the format. And a couple years ago, he was just like, I want other people to start putting these on. And sort of some of them are like feeder races, right? Where if you like win this one, you get the golden ticket and you go to the big oh, dance. Yeah. I, I messaged him about backyard. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's also, he's also obviously got Barkley marathons. Everybody's seen the documentaries on that. That's literally like the thing that inspired me to start ultra running. I was 18 and in oh, college wow. and I watched the Barkley marathons, the race that eats is young. That's and awesome. I remember seeing that terrain in a, Tennessee there and I was just like that does not look that different from like what I grew up like around like doing in the outdoors you know and as a kid it was like 
because I grew up um, very sort of like classic rural Appalachian upbringing, like, you know, hunting and fishing and just like being out in the woods, you know, collecting morels, uh, blackberries, like things like that, you know, and there were never right. Like we were never on trail, you know? And so you see these people going up these huge slopes, right. Um, and definitely the slopes were not as big. I now realize that, um, Ratchel is pretty intimidating when you actually understand the size of it. But I was just like, I've gone up power line cuts before, you know, or like I can go out off trail and I can navigate around by knowing which tree forks to the right. And then, you know, the one that's got the big burn mark on it. Right. And the, there's that stump that's covered in moss, you know, cause that's kind of the way I grew up. And I was just like, well, I think I could do that. And I was at the time I had just quit playing football. I had like recovered from the knee surgery I'd had my senior year. I tore my ACL. I had a reconstructive knee surgery and I didn't want to lift weights anymore. Cause like, when you're not playing football, waking up in the morning doing deadlifts sucks and it feels so stupid. Like it's so pointless to be like 18 years old in college and be like, well, I want to be big and strong. And it's like, well, why you wanted to be big and strong, be a good football player. You know, it's like, now you just go to English class. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and so I started running, um, after that. And I just, I really developed like this really, um, this really intense, like love for it. It's, it's time where I sort of like, I get to do whatever I want. It's like totally my time. Right. Um, and then I can choose to sort of like share all the little joys that it brings me with other people too, if they want to come yeah. out, you know, or it's just like, or on Strava too. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, if you want to come down to the Shawnee forest with me and I can show you, you know, like, well, here's this quick diversion we're going to take onto this dirt road off the trail and you're going to see the best view in this park, you know? And when people go, well, I did the Shawnee backpack trail and there were no views. And I'm like, you don't view it because you're going to post or you just like, you know, not, not appreciating what, what we have and what's there. Um, you know, and getting really to like share that and be like, well, this, you know, this brings me a lot of joy, like getting to see this and getting out here. And it's just, you know, the power of my own two feet that got me here, you know, like that, that for me is just like so important and it makes me so happy. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. Um, I would say living in Texas, the trails we have here mm-hmm. aren't the most scenic trails in the whole wide world. Um, we don't have, we have some cool hills and sunsets, but other than mm-hmm. that, you, you really just have to enjoy the little things. So when you do go up on a little hill or if you go to like West Texas and you run up a freaking Canyon or something like that's so cool. Cause up here, mm-hmm it's mostly flat and you got some hills, but you don't really got any crazy views. So I feel like you definitely do just enjoy just being in nature and running through like the woods. Like that's just, I feel like it's just super native to us internally and it's it just kind of natural and like you're in your natural human environment. That's, that's why I love it. And uh, I feel like you could relate to it a little bit on that as well, but yeah, it's kind of like your time to escape too. like, everybody has their own escape people. They like some people, they sit in their living room, they watch Netflix when they get off of work or um, some people just go on social media. And I feel like for runners, that's our social media. That's our TV mm-hmm. time. Even though we do like watch Netflix and stuff still, you know, but yeah. um, 
I feel like it's our, our escape and you get more of an adventure out of it. And I think we're all just in it for an adventure and mm-hmm. we don't know where it's going to go, but um, that's, that's where we're here to try and see. And it's kind of an adventure of our limits as well. Cause I feel like ultra runners, <clears throat> I can't say I'm an ultra runner, so I'm not gonna say we, but I feel like ultra runners, uh, they, they want to see how far they can go physically. Like what's mm-hmm. the limit. And I feel like those are unique individuals and, ones that do that and also love adventure like so cool that's why i love the ultra and trail running community like everyone's just so cool and we all kind of have that same limit and adventure in us that other people don't that aren't ultra ultra or trail runners you know so mm-hmm. yeah 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 definitely agree with you. and yeah that was awesome um <clears throat> so this is our last subtopic mm-hmm. is someone's thinking about starting a podcast what advice would you give them? Um, so it's sort of like twofold advice, right? And one is you're going to have to just go for it eventually, right? You know, if you wait around until you've got everything perfect, um, you're, it, you're never going to do anything ever in your life, right? You know, um, eventually you just sort of have to sort of like take that leap and step like step off into like empty air and you don't know where you're going to land. You don't know what's underneath you, you know, um, just in general, you've got to, you've got to be willing to do that. You've got to be willing to take that risk. And that's sort of like advice number one, right? If you're wanting to start a podcast, you know, it's like eventually, well, you know, if you want to start a podcast, you have to actually start a podcast. You have to get guests and you have to come up with a name and you have to buy microphones and all these things, right? But if you wait until you come up with the perfect name and you wait until you get the best microphone, you know, and the best recording software and you hire an editor or, you know, if you're going to go that route and do an edited podcast, right? And you get 10 guests that are all great guests, right? You know, full room set up and yeah, you're you're never going to do that, right? You see, like I'm in a studio apartment with like my bookshelves behind me, you know? Right. And like, it's a good enough setup and it does the job. Right. Um, and then the other piece of advice is going to be, um, don't rush to monetize it and don't rush to sort of like make coworkers of your friends. Um, and that's sort of, I, I say this, right. Um, doing the podcast with like two really good friends, you know, but it's just like, I don't consider Wesley and John coworkers. I consider them friends. You know, even though we are sort of making decisions and like I said, we're trending towards the like side hustle business side of things, you know, don't immediately go into it being like, well, I want to monetize this, you know, um, and I want to like turn this into a side hustle and I want to turn this into a business and we need to have sponsors, uh, you know, and it's just like maybe just spend time with your friends and hang out, you know, and then also do this podcast thing with them and don't ask too much of it from them because your friendship relationships would be like reciprocal and based on like the shared act that you both give and receive from each other. Um, and whatever that looks like for you, right. That's good. Right. But if you're in such a rush to sort of like turn it into a business and turn it into something that makes money, I think you're going to, you're going to miss out on like what makes it fun, which is like, for me, it's like, I'm talking about like my favorite thing in the world with like two of my best friends you know, and then we bring on these guests that are just like such cool people. And then I get these other friends of mine from this community and I get them to engage with me too, you know, and I'm asking questions, uh, because I know that, right. Like Chadwick Robinson wants to hear this answer, you know, 
And that's, that's way more fulfilling for me than any ad revenue or Patreon sub is ever going to be, you know, um, because you don't like, not all of your hobbies need to make you money, you know? Like if somebody came to me with a shoe contract tomorrow and it's like a brand that I don't like, right. But they, they're offering me money to be an ultra runner for them, which they wouldn't because I'm slow. Um, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I would take it because I don't need ultra running to be the thing that makes me money. I don't need it to be my business. I want it to be the thing that lets me escape from all the things that give me stress from, you know, um, from work. Right. Like I work 40 hours a week, you know, and I want something that's for me outside of that. And I don't want to be worried, you know, well, if I don't have this performance at this race, I can't pay rent, you know, or something like that. Let me leave that behind and let me make ultra running this thing that just sort of like, even though, you know, at races I'm often in pain or I'm often struggling, I'm hurt, you know, like I'm complaining, right? Um, it's this thing that brings me just like, truly what feels often like unlimited joy, like so much joy that it should almost not be legal, you know? Um, and yeah, so that would sort of, that would be my advice. It's right. Like don't rush to turn this thing that you love that you want to share with others that brings you this joy. Don't rush to turn into a business where you're worried about paychecks and you're worried about keeping the lights on, you know, like let it just, let it be you sharing the thing that brings you joy. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like this podcast, I don't make any money on it at all. Um, it's just something I literally do for fun. I got my little blue Yeti mic going on over here. Mm-hmm. Got my laptop set. Like if you saw the setup right now, it's not professional at all. Um, it's just literally something I do for fun. And um, yeah, I definitely agree with it. And it's just something I love. I love talking to other people about ultra running, or whether it's the business side or the trail running side, like whatever it is. Like it's something I love. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you shouldn't go into something or an, into a podcast with the intent of, okay, how am I going to make money off of this? Like I already know I'm not going to make any money off this. I don't plan on making any money off this. I'm just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And I feel like if someone is starting a podcast, they should just do it for the fun of it, not necessarily just for trying to make money. So yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that one though. Um, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. You want to add anything or? Um, not really, man. Just like if you're listening to this, like go run or if you're already running, like, you know, good on you. Do right? it. Um, yeah. do your planks when you get home. Um, but yeah, I'll just like, I'll plug the show, right? Like it's Ridge Runners, um, spelled with one N on all the social medias. It's on YouTube, right? Um, follow all of us. You can find like our personal accounts and everything from like the Ridge Runner stuff. Um, but then also check out, um, Ohio Valley running company. If you're ever in Athens, Ohio, it's a great small local business. It's one of the only run specific stores in Appalachian, Ohio. Um, you know, they do a ton for the community in the region, even with COVID, right? Like let's support all the small businesses we can. And then, um, Southeastern Ohio trail runners, uh, Michael Owens, uh, race organizing, uh, thing, right. Um, they're great. They put on such great races. Uh, Michael Owen really knows Appalachian, Ohio, the way really nobody else does. I mean, I owe him like a huge debt of gratitude for introducing me to the Shawnee forest. I'd spent my whole life in Ohio and I'd never heard of that place. You know, I'd never been there. And now it's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, definitely if you're looking for races, come check out his races, you know, and then 
if you're in the area for, you know, like Thunder Bunny 50K, right? Definitely stop by OBRC, say hi, you know, support them the way you can, you know, because it's businesses like those that are going to sort of like grow our region and sort of like keep things there and keep people there and like keep the community engaged in Southeastern Ohio, you know? So it's like, let's, let's support these folks if we can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, um, everyone listening, you could literally just go to the link. If you're on YouTube, you could just go to the description. Mm-hmm. It's going to have all of their stuff. I'll put all y'all's personal pages on there too. Um, you could just click any of the links. Um, yeah. So y'all be able to access all of them. I definitely highly suggest listening to them and give them a follow on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps pretty much everything up. Our talk show is every Saturday, um, literally releases as soon as it hits Saturday. So if you want to stay up till midnight, you can. Um, I, don't, I don't know if anyone actually would do that, but hey, it's, it's totally up to you. But yeah, talk shows every Saturday. And um, thank you guys so much for listening.